It takes more than replacing a spreadsheet with a buggy, inflexible, poorly supported custom app to be a great software engineer. This is episode 179 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. <laughs> I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer your non-technical questions about the technical field of software development. And never have I ever replaced a spreadsheet with a worse thing. <laughs> the closest I've come to that is I built an app that slurped in a spreadsheet and took the actions that were specified in the spreadsheet. It's funny because you you hear this trope about how spreadsheets are like a product validation for you. If you see an organization using spreadsheets for something, then you go and you build a custom app. Mm. But spreadsheets are really good and it's really easy to build something that's worse than a spreadsheet. Hmm. And now people are mad at you and you have to like do bug fixes when instead they could just go edit a field and yeah. fix it themselves and stuff. I don't know. Spreadsheets. They're pretty cool. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not just for adding stuff anymore. <laughs> Do you want to talk about our wonderful patrons? Yes, I'd like to thank those that are contributing at the level that gets them a shout out every week. They are Matthew Voidovich, The Agile Ventures Charity, Ted Nugent, Crash Bandicoot, Zach Grennan, This Engineer Goes Up to 11X, Luis Santos, Nick Cantar, Vinlock, Taras Haruk, Sean, Sonny Tai, Dimitri Jansen, Brittany Ellick, Florian Tatzel, Sonic the Hedgehog, Ivo Robotnik, Murray Rossau, Chris Hogan, and Stanley Tactical Radio. If you'd like to support the show, go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. And if you do, we will invite you to our Slack community filled with over a hundred, three digits of awesome humans sharing really good advice for each other on work and even non-work stuff. <laughs> really sold that, didn't I? You did. <laughs> uh, I believe you encompassed all of human achievement. <laughs> good. Things related to work and other things. <laughs> all right. I'm going to read our first question. This is from an anonymous listener. Hello, I love listening to your show. I often re-listen re to old episodes. I'm a front-end developer at an IT consulting company. I will be reaching my one-year anniversary at the company in March. It's September right now. We're not too slow. Yeah. How do I talk to my manager about a promotion? I would like to become a senior front-end developer. I have never had to have this conversation because I've always changed jobs before reaching one year with the company. I need help on how to start this conversation. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Let me just call out one thing here. So I often re-listen to old episodes. I've been hearing tweets lately of people saying that they have listened from the beginning, from the start of our show all the way to now. It's like 170. Well, this is 179. So like 179 episodes. And I'm thinking to myself, that is a lot of listening to us. And I just feel like I need to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> There is a fork in the road there. <laughs> you could have said, you're welcome. Instead, you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I took the honest fork. <laughs> That's what, 90 hours, give or take, of roughly half an hour for each episode. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot of time. I mean, oh boy. That's great. I think that's cool. Maybe skip the first one if you're starting over. The audio quality is pretty rough <laughs> on that first one. <laughs> that is true. Okay, so our question asker. Yes. How do I start this conversation? Do not start by saying, hey, I've never stayed at a company for more than one year, so I've never had to do this before. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's some issues with this. With what? With the situation? The situation. I'm reaching my one-year anniversary. How do I talk to my manager about promotion? I'd like to be a senior front-end developer. So yeah, one of the issues is the the short tenure times. I think that's probably something, I don't know if you want to bring it up in the conversation, but it's it's probably on your manager's mind if they know your previous mm. employment history. Yeah, probably. I think that also the, the question asker 
said, I've never had to have this conversation. And that's true. Like generally promotion cycles require you to be around longer at a company and being there longer doesn't guarantee promotion. But for most people at most places, you need to be there for a while unless they make a pretty big mistake in either and, and way under hire you. Right. So you're saying it, that tenure is necessary, but not sufficient. Yes. That is one of my favorite phrases, by the way. It just rolls off the tongue I know. <laughs> when, when you say it. It does. It really doesn't. It's kind of hard to say. Necessary, but not, and it's hard. It's hard to say. How many S's and C's are in there? It's like, I think there's an old Dimitri Martin bit about he can never figure out how to say the word banana because mm-hmm. he, banana, that's too few <laughs> N.A.'s. Bananana is too many. <laughs> I get hung up saying the word necessary because I'm worried I'm going to misspell it. (laughs) With your tongue? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if I misspell, oh crap, I'm not actually writing. (laughs) And now you've been silent in the middle of the word for a couple seconds. Yeah. And it got weird. Like, what's wrong with Dave? (laughs) (laughs) He just does that every time he says the word necessary. He just halts and panics okay yes so tenure tenure is necessary but not sufficient and i think at different companies being a senior developer can have very very different meanings and very different criteria and i'll just give an example at a startup i worked at in management we had someone come to us and say hey i'd like to i've noticed that there are lots of senior engineers on the team and i would like to be a senior engineer too and literally the process went like this okay hold on one second picked up the phone called hr and said, hey, can you change this engineer's title to senior engineer? And they were like, sure, no problem. I'm like, okay, done. You know, you're good. (laughs) I worked at a small startup and there was a developer I worked with who was very, very talented, but had a shorter tenure than me and also had been programming less than me. But I think objectively was just like a better developer. Mm -hmm. And I went and looked at their LinkedIn one day and it said senior software developer. And I was like, oh, like you could just like say stuff. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's when I started really doubling down on my like postmodern job titles I used to have for a oh, while. Yeah. So I think I was the Archduke of Computering for a long yes. time. <laughs> and the, I think one of my friends was the chief quantum complexity officer <laughs> or something. Really, in a world with titles like that, doesn't senior engineer just feel kind of boring? So I used to think titles were nonsense. And then I realized that Titles are an important signal when you don't have built-in other signals. Mm-hmm. So if you are from an underrepresented group, then titles are actually super important because people just on average will take you less seriously or, or might denigrate your experience or assume you know less than you do. So if you have a title, that's kind of like a, a shield against some potential discrimination. But I was totally blind to all that back then. I was mm-hmm. just like, titles are dumb. I'm cool. I'll make up <laughs> nonsense. I'm the and Archduke of computing. I do what I yeah, want. And it, It didn't hurt me. So I've kind of come full circle. I've swung from titles are useless. That's not full circle. I did the other thing. I've swung from titles are useless to titles are important and valuable and, and done well can help help correctly signal about expertise you've you've swung half circle i've swung half circle okay <laughs> i've spun 450 degrees <laughs> to face the other way but still do a full circle with a weird pit stop on the way back where you started but kept on going yeah i have also come to that same conclusion so i used to just think titles were nonsense they only were necessary if you had some kind of like egocentricity about you or some kind of unappetizing desire to look good in front of others. And then I went to work for a large company. Oh, yeah. And then I realized that I interact with so many people that I just can't keep track. 
and I can't form a personal relationship where I know you and I know your abilities and I know what you do. I can't do that. Like I literally work with a new person four or five times a week. And so the title helps tell me like, all right, not just the role, like, okay, are you a manager? Are you an engineer? Are you a program manager? Not just that, but the level within that role, whether it's, you know, junior, senior, principal, whatever. I need that information to know what scope of problems I can bring to you and what kind of thing I can expect from you. Like in a startup, I would just rely on my personal knowledge of your abilities. Like I just would naturally have yep. that, but I just can't do that here. Yep. It, it takes too long. Yeah. I've led us on a merry tangent down into titles and this is, they're asking about promotion, which is only tangentially related to titles. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but it was fun though. Sorry. And you're welcome. I recommend we swing full circle back to the question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe 720. Yeah. We're really good snowboarders. So that's a thing <laughs> we can just do. Cool. I, I think that getting back to how you talk to your manager about the promotion is number one, you need to understand what are the criteria that your company uses to assess who's a developer, front end developer, who is a senior front end developer. And the way you can do that is talking to your manager. And I would probably start the conversation not by saying, I want to get a promotion, but rather by saying, how do you assess these levels at this company and trying to get something written if possible? But that's where I would start the conversation, not I want to get promoted. I would start with that instead. Why? Because I think you need to understand the landscape you're walking into. Like, why do you want to be a senior front-end developer? And the answer might be, I like the title. The answer might be, I like the pay. The answer might be, I want more responsibility than I have. But until you understand what senior front-end developer means at your company, it might not meet your criteria, whatever it is. Yeah. I think if you ask them what it means, then they will just assume you want to get promoted, though. Like, why else would you... Yeah, fair, a fair point. I, I don't think you can ask that question without communicating, I want to get promoted. I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say, you need to tell them explicitly, hey, I would like to get promoted. Because if you wait until you want the promotion to happen to say, hey, I want to get promoted, it's pretty likely that it's not going to happen right that second. And it'll turn into some amount of work to do over a period of time. And so the clock kind of starts when you bring it up explicitly. I just want to call out how prophetic you are right now, because... This actually is foreshadowing for our next question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. No spoilers. Okay. <laughs> so I think also as a manager, I, I'm trying to develop folks in my team and give them things that will stretch them and grow them. But there's a difference in how you approach it when you know someone wants a promotion and they're, and they're working for it. Promotion is one axis of growth, and you have to approach it a very specific way often. What do you mean, very specific way? So just improving as a developer is often not all it takes to get promoted. So if you just want to get better, that's fine, and you can do stuff. You can work with someone to help them get better. But if they want to get better because they want to get promoted, there's a different approach to take there. It's it's just as much about communicating why you deserve it as, like, working to deserve it. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to, <laughs> trying to think through that. So like if someone came to me and was like, Jameson, I really want to learn about Docker. That's how I want to grow. I'm okay. Like, cool, we have Docker related things. We can work on those things. But if they're not saying it, but the reason they want to learn about Docker is because they feel like learning more about Docker will help them get promoted. That might not be accomplishing their actual goal. I see. So you're saying, tell your manager what your destination is, not the stepping stones you think that will get you there. I think so. And and I think they can help you identify areas to improve specifically geared towards promotion, not just towards general growth as a human, mm -hmm. because they're not the same thing at all. Like just getting better doesn't automatically get you promoted generally. 
Yeah. If you get like better enough, then it probably will. But if you want to get promoted, you can probably get less better. <laughs> this sounds so cynical when I say it. There's a lot of communication and sharing of knowledge and impact involved in promotion. In other words, the boxes that you need to check at your company that will lead you to a promotion may not be the same boxes that you think will help you grow or get better necessarily. I think so. I think that's what I'm saying. And I feel bad saying it, but also I think it's the truth. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and this and this is why at the very beginning of this of this discussion I said you really need to figure out what you want and then figure out what promotion will give and see if how well those things align for you. I'm like feeling guilty about all the stuff I just said. Do you feel like <laughs> that just means that I only work at bad companies? <laughs> like I feel like I've never seen a promotion process that's just like just just flower, you know, and and we will pluck that flower and place it in the senior engineer vase. I w- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're the flower? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You just blossom <laughs> as a as a human, you know. Just focus on getting better and, and that will just that'll just naturally it'll just happen. Well, I once had a very experienced engineer say to me that the ideal promotion process at any company is that the engineer does amazing work, adds lots of value, does a lot of really cool things, grows a lot, develops their skills, and then suddenly one day your manager appears and says by the way, you're promoted. I'm going to pay you more and give you more responsibility. Good job. Yeah, they're the promotion fairy. They just float on over in a like grandmotherly way with a wand and go like, <laughs> bibbidi bobbidi senior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then whatever happens, happens. Your laptop sparkles a little brighter. <laughs> I, think, I think the reality is that the same people who receive promotions are the same kinds of people who interview very well. And it's the same kind of selection bias problem that we have with interview processes. Although it's a little different in the promotion world because you have a lot more data, usually years of data. Yeah. But I think it's kind of a similar problem where it's like, do you interview well or do you do a good job? And are those, you know, the Venn diagram of those two skill sets, they do overlap in some people, but not all. Yeah, I think you're saying what I was trying to say in many words, in fewer (laughs) words. I just said the word Venn diagram and that clinched it for you. <laughs> I'm just a big fan of those <laughs> shapes. I love it. <laughs> there are some great Venn diagrams, let's be honest. <laughs> I think fondly to some of the Venn di- diagrams I saw in my youth. <laughs> they really shaped your childhood. <laughs> Into a circular oval shape. <laughs> Well, let me let me just say this. One other word of warning is that the promotion process varies so much from company to company. And even the fact that people want to get promoted varies so much from company to company that you just have to do some groundwork. And I'd recommend talking to people who have been promoted and ask them, like, why did you do it? What was the process like? And if you feel brave, say, what do you think I need to do to get down that same road? Yeah, I think in general, some visible project success is a is a pretty common thing to point to like i did thing i did thing that you've yes. all heard of yes ah, and then you pound your chest and then big impact things happened yeah big impact large dollar or small dollar or whichever direction you're trying to right move <laughs> grow <numbers>. dollars reduce dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> dollar small now and then you i think i guess you're the hulk the promotion hulk <laughs> hulk smash budget hulk grow revenue <laughs> 
<laughs> Hulk smash 95th percentile latency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would want to work with Hulk engineer. Oh, yeah. So that's very generic advice of like do things that have large impact and then mm-hmm. tell people about them. But yes. I, I do think you need to dig into the promotion process and let your manager know because depending on the company, there's some amount of homework that goes into it of, of prep and kind of like getting your name out there in meetings to the right people beforehand. It can turn into a cold interview versus an interview where you know someone at the company already. Yes. Kind of like what Dave said, where if you just submit your resume, some people get hired that way, but it's certainly much harder than if you have connections there already. And the same thing happens with promotions. There's some promotion group or committee that reviews stuff often. If they've heard of you and know of your impact and your manager has been talking about you for a while, then they have context instead of just whatever random documentation they prepare right in that moment. And on that subject, the last thing I want to advise on this is to keep a work journal. Do like a year in review or a quarter in review where you write down frequently the things that you've done that were good that you can have as a quick reference. Because I can tell you when you sit down with your manager after a year or two working at a company and they're like, well, what have you done? That's promotion worthy. And you're like, I just can't remember, you know, I for whatever reason. So do that, and then you'll have a nice piece of content you can draw on to make your Hulk smash impact case. (laughs) I'm trying to find this blog post. I think we've even referred to it by Julia Evans. I don't know. She has a blog post that basically says that thing you just said. Keep a list of your accomplishments, both to help you remember and to submit to your manager, so so that you make sure you, you aren't biased by recency. Yes. Well... Have we helped the question asker? Question answered. Good luck. And I think you'll find the next answer to our, the next question also kind of interesting. So stay tuned. Sure. Do you want to read our next question? Sure. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, a member of my team asked for a promotion. We discussed it and it was decided that if we worked on a set of core skills, we could push for the promotion in a few months time. Since this conversation, they have lacked motivation and productivity has dropped. What should I do now? Hmm. I noticed a dynamic here in the question that I didn't notice the first time I read it, which is why doesn't the manager just say, sure, like they support their team. Part of their goal is to kind of help people grow their career. What incentives do they have to not just say like, yeah, you want a promotion? I'll push for it right now. Let's go. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm just thinking. (laughs) I guess I have an answer. So this is rhetorical, but I'm wondering if your answer is better than the one I have in my head. Well, I was thinking if they said we'll push for a promotion in a few months time and that demotivated them, maybe they should say, oh, never mind. We'll push for a promotion in a few years time. And then maybe motivation will go up. Mm. I I was kidding, but like reverse (laughs) psychology kind of. (laughs) I don't know. Having the promotion play hard to get. Is this like promotion negging? (laughs) I think what the manager wants is to make sure you are a strong candidate for promotion when they push for you to be promoted because it reflects on them. Hmm. It reflects on their judgment. If they're just pushing for someone to be promoted who is judged to not merit it, that's that's saying like your bar is low. Maybe your team has some issues and you don't recognize them. There's some kind of implicit negative consequences there of pushing when someone isn't ready. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It looks bad. Like you had bad judgment if they turn out not to, to be successful in the new role. It also dilutes the role for other people who are operating at that level, you know? Yeah. And, and I think most companies have a practice of saying, look, when you meet this certain criteria, that's when you will be promoted. Now, obviously, there's <laughs> a ton of wiggle room there, and there's probably a ton of examples of yep. people who have just slipped right on through for other reasons. But still, like, that's that's kind of the standard. Yeah. 
they've lacked motivation, their productivity has dropped. I wonder if they were expecting to say, can I be promoted and hear a yes? Yes, that's what I and think. And then they heard they heard a no. Like you said, not right now. We need to work on these things. Or, or not even not right now. You said, yeah, let's work on these things to make you a strong candidate. And in their mind, that was a failure because they they didn't get a promotion that they asked for. Yeah, and it, and it could very well be that the core skills that the manager said you need to work on might have come as a surprise. It's like negative feedback, you know? Yeah. Hey, you're you're not good in these areas, not good enough. And that can be pretty demotivating to hear if you're not prepared for it. So, so now the question I think is from the manager, though. What do we do to bring this person back into full motivation and productivity and overcome this funk? Do you think it's worth addressing directly? I mean, you could just say, hey, I noticed since our conversation about promotion, you seemed demotivated and less productive. Does it feel like you won't achieve your goals? Or I, I don't know, maybe you don't even need a, a next question. Maybe you can just say, what's going on? Yeah, that's the kind of question I think a very skilled manager could ask and do a good job navigating the answer. Yeah. But you may or may not get an honest answer there, right? Yeah. Very hard, very hard situation. Yeah. But I would probably ask that question rather than assuming. Because you are a very skilled manager. I am extremely skilled. <laughs> Have you seen me manage? <laughs> I don't even see it. I just feel like the echoes in the ground. <laughs> As your powerful management energy <laughs> shakes the earth. Every footstep <laughs> yep. puts out a shockwave of management skill. I just feel the stakeholder value <laughs> reverberating. <laughs> yeah, I think addressing it directly makes sense. I also think it's it's probably worth talking about promotion with folks at some point before they say, hey, can I be promoted? Yeah. Some amount of knowledge of what the ladder is like and what the criteria are like feels useful and feels like the, the more that it's this secretive shadowy thing, the more I feel like it has room to go bad. But right. if it's clear and kind of open and you can look at people who went through it and see like, oh, they're doing good work and I need to be like them or, or that kind of stuff, that feels useful. Yes, totally, totally agree. And I think what may have happened here is that the criteria were not clear to this employee. Yeah. And so when they came to their manager and were like, I want to be promoted, they felt like they already met whatever criteria it was. And maybe they're watching other people at the next level and saying, I'm doing what they're doing. I deserve this. Yeah, I do that. I do that too. And so when they showed up and got denied and said, yeah, maybe in a few months, they wonder like, was this just arbitrary? Like, do you just not like me? Like, I think there's an expectations problem here where it's not clear what the promotion process is. In my case, like in my company, it's it's so clear that it's like this multi-page document that's written out very crisp with lots of examples. And I can read that and say, I am or am not doing those things. Now the only question is... That sounds amazing, by the way. <laughs> like, I, I assume that most people do not work in a place like that where there's... This is the first time I've seen anything even close to this in, you know, yeah. pushing 20 years of software development now. So it's great. But what that means is that there's really no question. There, there are still arguments and debates over like, I think I do this, but the, the promotion committee doesn't, you know, and that, that's fine. But mm -hmm. now you're having a concrete discussion. It's not just like, uh, no, I don't think so. You know? Yeah. If we worked on a set of core skills, I think one thing that could demotivate me is if I felt like it was too vague. If there wasn't a clear, like you said, clear direction of things to do. Mm-hmm. And especially if there wasn't follow-up too, if it was just like, nah, work on these things, like be, be more assertive, I don't know, whatever vague advice you could give. Yeah. I feel like if you really want to help them and try and motivate them to work towards this, you could work with them to develop some kind of specific things they'll do and follow up on it and 
Yes. Some kind of development plan. What I have seen be effective is where you say, look, in the next six months, I see these two projects that you're going to be working on as criteria for you achieving the promotion. If you can deliver these in the scope that we think they're going to have and the impact that they're going to have, then you will be right on track for promotion at the end. And boy, I, I've seen that motivate people like crazy, where they just really, they will, they're relentless in getting these projects to succeed to achieve that promotion. Yeah. And it's super concrete, right? Like it's a, there's a delivery, you know, there's a success criteria. Yeah. But when you just say, well, the team doesn't really, doesn't really like the way you talk in meetings or something. It's like, what do I do with that? Yeah. So this could lead into more, you brought this up earlier too, about feedback. This could lead into a conversation about giving better feedback. Yeah. I still think you have to talk to them about it. Oh yeah. I mean, even if this wasn't related to promotion, if someone on your team just suddenly seemed to lack motivation and their productivity dropped, it's separate from promotion. It's still an issue. Yeah. And I don't think there's any secret tricks around that besides talking to them about it. I think you just want to make it clear that they're not in trouble. You're not like going to fire them. I guess unless you are, <laughs> I don't know what you do if you are, have the conversation six months earlier if you're already, you messed up six months ago, I guess. <laughs> if they've been demotivated long enough, you're ready to fire them. Exactly. So look, it's actually very simple. They're demotivated. Their productivity is down, which means they're actually working at a lower level now. So Give them a demotion. Ah, that will really motivate them <laughs> and everybody on the team. <laughs> <laughs> then after they work out of the motivation problem, then you can promote them. Now they got the promotion. <laughs> you solve two problems. Conservation of, of promotions, right? That's you right. cannot create or destroy a promotion. <laughs> like you have to. Yeah, got it. Yep. It's it's just physics. <laughs> Look, these are laws of the universe. We don't make the laws. We just tell you about them. Are you familiar with the history of decimation? I mean, I know what history is and I know what decimation is, but I don't know what the history of okay. decimation is. So Roman legions, if they were naughty, mm -hmm. they would be decimated, which means that they would take one out of every 10 soldiers and the other soldiers would have to just like murder oh. the soldier. Oh, And it was just a real big motivator, I think, in the same vein <laughs> as what you're proposing okay. for everyone else. Okay. Do a good job or else one of you will get you get demoted. Demoted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wait, just to be clear, there's no actual murder involved though, right? Uh, just career murder. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. got it. Okay. Phew. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Have we answered the question? I think so. You got I think that the bottom line is you gotta do something about this. You definitely need to talk to them. And there's a good chance you as a manager caused this by being unclear. Or there's a good chance your company culture caused this by having weird expectations that you don't actually have that somehow your employee got. That's a hard spot to be in. Oh, yeah. If if the company is unclear and you wanna provide clarity, but but it's you can just make up stuff and say, hey, I think if you do these specific things, it'll work. But if that's not shared by whatever group decides promotions, then that's tough. So maybe that's some homework to do if you're in that situation of working with the promotion group to figure out how to make things more clear. Mm -hmm. if, if doing it in general is too broad, maybe even just for this person in specific. And depending on how dysfunctional your company is, congratulations, you may have just become the promotion group. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've solved it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck. All right. Good luck. What can people do if they would like their questions answered with just apparently really bad advice? <laughs> and 
unrelated historical metaphors. <laughs> yes. Go to softskills.audio, click ask a question, and we will get to it. We're getting to them all. We appreciate the questions. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your questions. We will catch you next week.